shove, Lincoln. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Welcome back to right. Hour 2 on a Thursday. Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, Early Break, Fun Show. So far as you get the podcast at theticketfm.com. You can always call and text the show at 402-464-5685. Watch and comment on Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Twitter. The show, sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Yes, you have your hand up. I have to quit interrupting you. What would you have to say? I don't want this show to be like a Little Feet song, where we just meander around with no focus. Wow, just... Slamming the song still. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah. You know, but even Rick acknowledged that that's sort of the Little Feet style. It's like Grateful Dead. Never been a Grateful Dead fan because of that fact. They just, they, it's just like an organized mess often when you listen to them. It's just like, what? what I, only, I only like one Grateful Dead song. What is that? Casey Jones. Good song. Oh, okay. Trouble Ahead, Trouble yeah. Behind. Yeah, don't like that song. But it, that's they, that's a good song. That's it, though. That's all they have, in my opinion. But I don't want this to be a Little Feet song where it just meanders. We don't meander. Everything we do has a point to it. Focus. We're focused. And Mike Schaefer will be here shortly. Okay. He said he, he's coming in hot per his text three minutes ago. Okay. But he'll be here shortly. Okay. You know what we haven't talked about yet so far? What? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol coming to PBA. Not the original report was that Haymarket Park would also be involved in this, but uh, PBA mm-hmm. is set to likely have alcohol for this upcoming basketball season because the Board of Regents is now scheduled to vote on it, and I think that occurs September thirtieth. Yes, September, yeah, next Friday, September thirtieth. I, I want to ask you a question before we dive into that. All do, do you believe this would be a conversation? If Nebraska basketball was winning consistently, like if they were a, not even a tournament team, if they were a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team that was in the NIT that would contend for the NCAA tournament, but again, they're winning more than they're losing. Would this be a conversation if they weren't having historically bad seasons the last few years? That's a good question. Now, I will enjoy a beverage at the game. You know that. I enjoy doing that at basketball game or any of it. But I don't even know if this would be in the conversation. Right now, I'd like to think it would if the teams were winning. I'd like to think it would, and I, I've probably like a little feet song, meandered around on this topic and never took a solid stance. <clears throat> Excuse me, never took a solid stance. My stance is has become it's evolved into what's what it's not going to hurt anything. It it's there's venues all over the world where alcohol is allowed, and it's of course there can be problems, but there's problems at venues where alcohol is not allowed. So I mean, there's I've I've been at softball games for eleven year old girls that get out of hand in the in the stands, okay? Yeah. Where there's you know where there's no alcohol being sold formally. Um, so I'm I'm kind of like, what's the big deal? Just 
It doesn't have to be a big deal. I'm always a little surprised where it becomes a big deal. Is it a big deal in your mind? Well, I'm, you in Schaefer's mind, no, is it a big we, deal? We, we, now, we now have Mike Schaefer, 24-7 Sports, with us in studio. The hour is bounced by Trek CBD. Schaefer, good morning. Good morning. Good to have you uh, here. I think I hit every red light possible after telling you that I was going to be coming in hot. That's okay. I thought yeah, I timed problem. it out where it was going to be like. Got to rip through those things. Just got to run them sometimes, <laughs> you know, carefully. Rip through. I, no, I don't. I'm not that advocating was a, that. That was a joke. God that was a joke, dang, people. Yeah. That was a joke. Oh, yeah, don't run through the red no, lights. Don't, no, be no. very <laughs> Stop. Be responsible on the road. Stop. Is it that kind of morning where you need uh, you got to put the proclaimer out there that there the disclaimer that it wasn't a serious comment. Oh uh, no. yeah, I mean yes. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, how's your bye week? <laughs> oh God, it's wonderful. <laughs> He's been busy. He's been busy all week. Uh, I look. I know the feeling. Yeah. I made some some poor scheduling choices a few weeks ago and. <laughs> oh not great right now. yeah i've got to so. put my foot down here pretty quick and say hey this is a bye week yeah um okay Schaefer. question again we'll get to nebraska football and, and everything with that in a second but again it's, it appears that nebraska will likely have alcohol at pba it will when the border regions votes down next friday I, my first question would be this and i asked uh, sip this a second ago would, would this have been a discussion if nebraska has been winning recently and not having historically bad seasons. I, I think this is a discussion born out of the success of the Big 12 championships that they hosted here. Or, yeah, excuse me, Big 10 championships that they hosted here, what, um, March? For wrestling. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the gross on that was $350,000 over a few-day period. Obviously, the Big 10 takes their cut. Uh, the managing company for PBA in the city takes their cut. And Nebraska, I think, got a cut of it and so and then uh i mean they had the garth brooks event and that obviously they sold plenty of alcohol with that uh with at memorial stadium so i think they've had a couple of test runs of this idea um and pinnacle bank out of everything pinnacle bank is the easiest um i mean i i think that they uh can certainly start there and then it, as they look at the changes that need to happen at Memorial Stadium, can start to look at that. But this, just because it's happening at the PBA, doesn't mean you're going to be drinking a, a Michelob Ultra in Memorial Stadium in 2023. Yeah, so. and, I, and I don't have a good. I don't know this. Um, chalk it up to lack of preparation. Why not? Why isn't Haymarket Park involved in this? Um, city. Uh, how do I phrase this? I think that there's still negotiations that has to happen in terms of the revenue split between the city okay. and Nebraska. Because okay. currently, if if Nebraska and, and the city were like, yeah, this is good, Nebraska would make zero dollars. So, okay. <laughs> All right. From a business standpoint, right. there's, there's some changes that need to be made there. Now, this is my take on it at, at PBA. I don't think I'd even notice when it happens. If you did, If I just was coming in from another market and it's I, an arena yeah I, I, this is so commonplace everywhere right i just wouldn't even know well they already have vendors there for for other concerts like it, no, they don't that's have, that's why it's so going easy. in there yeah. the, the the taps that are already there that are already hooked up that are ready just to open up the bigger thing to me and this is uh this is a different conversation i don't know how often either of you have run into it but they need to actually staff the yeah. people to to run this stuff so like last year was atrocious if you wanted to get concessions at 
Pinnacle Bank Arena, they didn't have most of their vendors weren't even open mm-hmm. on the second level or the second and third level in that concourse up there. I mean, there was like one spot for people to go for, you know, thousands and then later hundreds. <laughs> no one was showing up. Yes. But, I mean, the, the point is, like, if they're going to do this, they need to make sure that they have enough staff for it, too, mm-hmm. uh, in order to, to, you know, take advantage of that as well. Jake? Yeah, well, again, that's been a problem. We talked about concessions in the past, and that was <laughs> we got in a little fight over that. That was extreme, extreme circumstance. Yeah, well, so. but he's right. You, you now you're going to have more people going to the concession lines to get beer. You got to be prepared for it. They will be. You don't want to be in line for an hour for a beer. Mm-hmm. So. Well, you know what the deal was. And so to to get all the way back to your question, I don't think it has anything to do with Nebraska's success or lack thereof in basketball. I think it's just sort of the timing of a couple. Successful runs with alcohol uh, in venues at Nebraska. I think Alberts has always been more open to it. And Moose, I think, was open to it, too. I think um, the rest of the landscape has become a little bit more open to the idea. And coming off of the pandemic, I think that there's still a hold of of money that Nebraska simply lost in that time period Mm -hmm. that you're trying to, to make back. I often wonder if the donations have slowed considerably as Nebraska's lack of success in all yeah. of their major men's sports. Like, I don't think that Nebraska is the cash cow that it used to be. So if they're looking for alternative ways to make money, this would be one of them. I don't think it's a massive money maker either. No. But I think it's at least a little extra and something that your fan base wants. I mean, I the survey And it's probably built for it at dictated. the arena already. Yeah. It's already, it, it exists. It's there. But I, turn it on. at the same time, and I think this was sort of the point that you were making, I don't know that it needs to be regarded as like this and the floodgates were open kind of thing. Like it's just, yeah. I, I, I would hope that everyone's more or less at this point mature enough to handle that they can go into a basketball game, get an adult beverage or two, and move on with their life. Yeah. Understanding that there's going to be outliers that there's go- sure, there's and those people were already finding right. ways to be outliers, whether the right. taps were exactly. on or not. Exactly. Yeah. End of it. Yeah. Switching to football and the situation they're doing again. We have Mike Schaefer in studio with for the uh, seven o'clock hour. You can call or text four six four five six eight five with any questions. Uh, it was a simple question off the bat. I want to ask you this exact question, but Schaefer, what is your trust level in Trev Alberts to get this hire right for Nebraska? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I I think I feel better about him than I did Sean Eichhorst in the most comparable situation. Um, I think in ways I feel better about him than I did Tom Osborne in 2007, who had never been an athletic director. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I feel fine about it. Part of it is I think the wealth of candidates that they have to pick from um, – and where Nebraska's at as a football program has made it relatively easy for me to sort of look at the wealth of candidates and be like, they should at least end up with someone that is going to have an opportunity to do well here. Are they going to be great? I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball, mm-hmm. uh, despite 24-7 sports aggressive marketing towards crystal balls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think that – I think it's fine. I mean, I, he made a, a relatively splashy hire for UNO's hockey Um you know, several years back that kind of put them on a trajectory to make a jump as a program. Dean Blaze. I, I don't think that he is incapable of, of making a an important hire, and, and it gives me a little extra um, feeling of good that he is a former – like, he's he's been in this football world for so long. Like, I mean, he's a former analyst, former player, former NFL player. 
I mean, has connections throughout the landscape. Like, I, I just, I feel better about that uh, than, you know, certainly Sean Eichhorst and his background going into it. And like I said, I, you know, Nebraska's coaching searches have all sort of been weird. <laughs> this, in, in a strange way, a guy getting fired at the beginning of September somehow represents the most normal coaching search <laughs> of the last. I don't know. We'll see how that turns the last out. View, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, like that's it like I said, it's a bizarre statement to say out loud. But I mean, it's kind of a let, you know. Let me ask you this though, because I'm I'm curious in terms of of when the hire happened. So when when I course hired Mike Riley, that was out of nowhere. Nobody had that in the radar. When you, when, I don't think I. Oh come on! Nobody in the world was was saying Mike Riley to Nebraska. Now Scott Frost, everyone said that. I think so, his name had appeared as like a deep, deep candidate, but I, it wasn't I, like it was tracked that this was going to happen. The deepest candidate I've never—I didn't see his name at all. So I'm, I'm curious. Barry Alvarez, he was he. When you've got, he was you, a candidate in Barry Alvarez's mind. Yeah, you've got, you've got two months now, and all these names are going to appear. We've already heard tons of names. Is there any way when the hire is made, it could be a surprise that we have not even talked about? When you have two uh, months to talk about it. I mean, I don't think so because I, I like I think if you take Trev at his word, they're gonna hire someone who's a sitting coach or has been a coach very recently. So I think that allows you to eliminate pretty much most coordinators. Not all of them, but a large chunk of coordinators, especially if they've never been a head coach before. Um I would be pretty surprised if it's someone that has to make a jump from like, say, the Sunbelt or the Mac or something like that. So I think it's more likely either a power five head coach, a, uh, you know, Bill O'Brien is about the only coordinator. I think sort of makes sense at this point. Uh, and that could change. Um, and then even from the, the lower conference level, I mean, you're sort of looking at like Luke fickle would, would be sort of the name there. But for the most part, I, I like, I think that it's fairly dialed in as to who the top of the list is going to look like at this point in time with some potential for a guy like Matt Rule to maybe shake things up if he is let go by the, the you know, crumbling Panthers. Carolina Panthers. I, I think Matt Rule makes a lot of sense, and I think he would be very interested in the job. Um, so it, there's, there's going to be some people that pop up, but I think for the most part, like the names that you're sort of hearing early as the contenders for the job are going to be the – one of those three seems – I mean, those those seem like 90% of the likelihood of who Nebraska's next coach would be coming from one of Give me Bill O'Brien, Matt Campbell, Lance Leipold. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah, in that sense, at least there from, won't be any drama because we will have played out the conversation for two months. Yeah. Right? I mean yeah. – and then, then when it happens, I don't. Well, what do we play out now? <laughs> we, already, we already did this. And again, I could be entirely wrong, and maybe someone pops up. Someone off the radar, pops up. Yeah, but I, it would be sort of hard for me to figure out who that is right now. I mean, Kalen DeBoer could pop sure, up. Sure, but those even like the the sort of I guess if you will fringe candidates fringe, are still yeah. names that have yeah. been mentioned. It's yeah. not like. You know, there's there's nobody uh, talking about Kalen DeBoer. Right. Or, or we're going to talk about everybody in we, two or months. Or Dave Doran right. or whatever. NC State, yeah. Yeah. yeah yesterday, That's Joel. today's punching bag on 24-7 sports, by the way. But punching Dave bag. Dave Doran. That's is. how I – well, Pinata, I think, is how I phrased it. Because after starting with Matt Campbell, then going to Lance Leipold, yesterday was Bill O'Brien. 
I, I don't know how people have any swings left in them. I would think that the, tired. <laughs> the rotation of the hips and the you know the oblique. I'd be worried, folks. Like if you're if you're hauling off swinging on all these candidates, take your time. Who who is the candidate? Like Jake asked this question a lot. And it's a good one. Who is the candidate that comes close to unifying the fan base? Because nobody will. There's one. Yeah. Okay, oh, but it's impossible I, to unify. <clears throat> but what's the closest to it? I, so is it Dave Aranda? I guess. Did you give him as a possibility? But I don't I don't even think he's a possibility, yeah, despite either. the weird sort of last 48 hours of random internet people claiming that this is going to be a thing. I Ooh, mean, I didn't even oh, see that. It's been all over Twitter, which is... How did I not see that? Because you're you're hanging out in the right places. Because yeah, right. you're not living your life as poorly as Jake. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer. So there's... not wait a second. Let's address it. There's a Twitter... There's a Twitter conversation there's about a There's a Twitter conversation. There's a Baylor podcast. There's a all like, and I think that one's mostly in jest. But it was just, in jest. That one was definitely. In, I listened um, to it, is in jest. So you know, good on you. It's just there's going to be these things that kind of pop up. I don't, I don't think Dave Aranda wants the Nebraska job. Um, the early indications of of what we've kind of tried to suss out so far doesn't. Not a lot of connection there. So besides the fact that obviously he's had success in the big, uh, in the Big Ten and everything, I I mean, I would guess Dave Aranda is holding out for something bigger or is content to stay at Baylor. So what I about mean, I, yeah. it's possible? But do you think there could be a conversation with Kyle Whittingham, Utah? Would he listen? Could be that that might unify I mean, the fan base somewhat. Not not completely, but I, getting there. Sure. Um, I think the initial sort of. Uh, detractors would be his age, sixty-two. Yep. Well, and that's not even really that old. Lance Leipold's fifty-eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other candidates are kind of all ranging in age. I Patterson's only sixty-two, by the way. I've yeah. said on our show he's sixty-six. Gary Patterson. Gary Patterson's sixty-two. So I was a little bit higher on that name until I dug into sort of how it finished at TCU and some conversation with people that were around there mm-hmm. and. Um, uh, and look, if he's completely changed how it ended, but you want to talk about someone where the people there would tell you that he checked out pretty completely in the last eighteen months of his tenure. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think Gary Patterson is so should come up in conversation. And, I don't. And that in itself would just negate Trev Albert's interest. Right. I mean, he wants someone who just grinds things out. He that's, does. That's, that's a, not. That's not Gary Patterson. That is something we haven't identified on this show about the qualities he's looking for. He, he said that. In fact, we should revisit that tape at some point. The the his press conference on the Sunday that um, they announced Scott's fired officially. He did say that he wants a grinder. He doesn't want somebody with a lot of hobbies. I mean, that has a lot of off field activity. Eliminate Lane Kiffin. I mean, seriously, he that's not the type of coach he's looking for. Well, in addition, and I think the other thing is he's looking for a personality fit between him and the coach too. I mean. And that in itself would make – and I think Lane Kiffin would have a lot of uh, support from people. I mean, I I certainly would be excited to see Lane Kiffin at Nebraska, but at the same time, it's hard for me to square up Trev Alberts as Lane Kiffin's AD. It's also hard for me to square up all the stories about Scott Frost and that Lane Kiffin is the coach that, you know, follows him. Right. Because those stories exist too. He wants a grinder. A grinder. A lot of those out there. Joel Klatt the other day on Fox Sports, uh, I think he was on the herd with Colin Coward, threw out the name for Nebraska, Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. Nebraska's gone down the Oregon State road before with an older coach, of course, Mike Riley. Smith's done a very nice job out there, to be fair. He has done a, a good job. Do you, do you think that could be a guy in the conversation? It could be. I, again, like, I just don't, like, 
if if you're in a sort of a heads up of would you rather have Dave Doran or Jonathan Smith, like which direction are you going to go? Seriously, I don't like, know. So that's I don't know. That sort of tells me like all I need to. If if you don't have an immediate answer for either of those two, one it tells me neither is particularly exciting for you. Correct. And both sort of exist in the periphery of. I guess it could be that guy. <laughs> yep, that's exactly how it is. You're not excited, but you're like not it, like. Eh, I, not I do think out. it's telling. Like if you just play this game with people where you give them two names and they can't give you an answer right away, you eliminate both of the names. Some of it. Some of it is I just don't know enough about Jonathan Smith. I've not. I didn't know we were going to – I didn't. I just didn't do – I haven't done any kind of dive on Jonathan yeah. Smith. Well, and if you're looking at Jonathan Smith, why wouldn't you look at the guy at Washington State who replaced uh, – um, oh, I can't even think of his name now. With yeah, the don't worry about it. No. No. He's the defensive coordinator oh. that replaced Nick Rolovich. Nick okay. Rolovich. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's right, yeah. yeah. Um, and I can't think of – Don't the, worry about it. The coach's name. But there's a lot of there's a lot of names that I simply would have to look into. Jonathan before. Smith, if you want, <laughs> yeah, go this ahead. is not going to go over well with fans who. I don't think it's a real thing. I know, but his record so far at Oregon State is is nineteen and twenty eight. He's gone two and ten, five and seven, two and five in COVID, seven and six last year, and he's three and zero oh this year. Progress. I don't. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't that no. doesn't get the fan. But but to Schaefer's question, if you have Dave Doran versus Jonathan Smith, is, does anybody pop up as it is obvious? Yes. Well, Doran's that? record would be better than that. Yeah, that doesn't. He's that, got seven winning seasons and he nine does not years. get the fan base going. Dave Doran. I think Dave Doran would be like the C sort of on the grade sheet higher, and I think he would do well here. Now, while but we're talking I, about it, know, what is well is. Is a relative Does question. it need to get the fan base going? That's no, a, I don't. Right. I don't think so right. at all. Like, it, this is a weird place to be, mm-hmm. but coming off of the collective, everyone's excited. This is a grand slam. Everything's going to go great. Mm-hmm. Upward trajectory. Quite frankly, if Trev Alberts makes a hire that he's happy with and that person comes here and they're comfortable in Lincoln, mm-hmm. kind of all that matters. Yeah, we don't. Because the, the offseason grading of these things sort of, one, coaches don't get long runways as it is anyway. Right. So, you know, if a guy comes here and it's immediately bad, in two years you're doing this all over again. Are, are people talking enough about Dave Clawson as a possibility? No, they aren't course? talking at all about Dave Clawson. Are you surprised about that? I, I mean, I've been leading the Dave Clawson fan club for two years Wait, and not one coach. person has shown up to one of our meetings. It's me and Slider. <laughs> and Slider offers no conversation. So it's just you. Yeah. So Clawson, yeah. A lot, I, of, I, you know, a lot of cupcakes that no one's eating. He, he's done amazing things. Well, I, Wake Forest, well, look at their record I, in the I last. Yeah, go ahead. So he, he took over Wake Forest in 2014, and the okay. first two years went 3-9 and nine, both years. Okay, a rebuild. Then he went seven and six, eight and five, seven and six, eight and five, four and five in COVID, eleven and three last year, and he's three and zero oh this season. Do you know what happened? I think in the second of those three and nine years, no, it came out that their color commentator was selling information from practices to opposing ACC teams. I remember. I you want to talk about a bizarre, toxic story that somehow got buried in the annals of. No one talks about Wake Forest. Their color commentator was selling offensive plays. To Louisville, to Virginia Tech, to several other teams that admitted that they didn't, but then it's questionable how they knew certain things when they were happening. Surprise! There's a market for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it exists now. You know it. Um, you pay for that information. 
information? I wonder how, how – what know. do you pay for that information? You'd have to ask Tommy, whatever the guy's name is, former <laughs> Wake Forest player, former coach on the staff, loved in uh, Winston-Salem, and then it comes out that he's selling selling information about the team. So, Odd. Uh, no, I, I love Dave Clawson. I think Dave Clawson would be a terrific fit here in Lincoln. I think that it would go really well. I also think he's just going to take one look at this job and pass because he's got a dream situation at Wake Forest where – they're paying him well. They just built new facilities. They have a top 25 team. Yep. He's installed that offense. I think he's very comfortable. Uh, and then he was at Tennessee as an offensive coordinator and it didn't go well. I think he knows what that fishbowl is like, and I think he's more than content to just stay in, in the small pond. So in that conversation we had about people would be excited about Dave Dorn versus Jonathan Smith, what if I threw out there Dave Clawson versus Kalen DeBoer? <laughs> Dave Clawson every day of the week. And I think Caleb DeBoer's. If if he was still at Fresno State, I think that would be like a group of five name that would certainly be on this list. I have a tough time seeing him leave Washington after one year to come to Nebraska, uh, but he has all sorts of Midwest ties. He's a South Dakota guy. He's recruiting the state as it is right now in Washington. I think he's a really good coach. He was obviously an offensive coordinator in the Big Ten. Uh, I think from a profile standpoint, makes a ton of sense. It's just hard for me to see him leaving Washington in one year, especially if they are successful right away. We can do this in the next, the next segment if we're up against the clock. Yeah. But I wrestle with this this whole idea that it needs to be a hire that does unify or excite the fan base versus one that doesn't. I you, you, There is a sellout streak to keep in mind. Um, I don't – I mean, I there's a part of me that says – you think there's a coach that it's such a – Poor hire that people wouldn't show up because I don't know that that exists. Mm, oh, it exists, but I get what you're saying. I like I told Jake earlier in the show. There's probably 40 that do the trick where you're where you're yeah. fine with. You'd have to go pretty okay. Yeah. So then, to, but in yeah. terms of realistic, you, people yeah, there's we're some. About. There's some. Yeah, there's obviously some ones where you'd go what what no, um, but not many. Mm-hmm. Not real. Not within. Not within reason. But I don't know. I mean. The fan base, the fan base is um, like Jake likes to say, on edge. I don't oh, know. Antsy. They're on both edge. antsy and on edge. Both of them anxious. Yeah, understandably Perturbed. so. Perturbed. Perturbed. Hurt. Kind of pissed. Hurt. <laughs> Definitely hurt. Hurt. Pissed. Pissed. There's a lot of words. Yeah. A lot of descriptive words. If you have any questions for Mike Schaefer, please call or text four six four five six eight five. More next on early break in the ticket.